you're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, I want to help you. I want to help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach. And I know that if I could go vegan in my 50s, with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 120. You've always got a great excuse. Welcome back. Welcome back, Veggie Besties. We are sliding in the 120 Zs today, episode 120. Um, And here I am sliding into recording this episode at kind of the last minute for my producer, Charlie, to edit and upload it for release. And I tried a couple things that were different. (laughs) I tried to record it in a different way. Anyway, uh, I had to redo this. So I am redoing today's podcast um, because I tried something new and it was kind of a fail. And actually, it might not be a fail. It could be that when I have a little distance and can look at this without any kind of time uh, sensitivity, I will figure out what what I did that didn't, uh, what, I, what I thought was going to happen and that didn't happen. So anyway... Anyway, and I'm literally doing this at the last minute and noticing that earlier when I sat down, I had all the excuses in my head today. All the excuses. For example, for example, that my husband wanted me to do a bunch of things this morning, which he said absolutely positively had to be done then. Okay, so that was one excuse. And then I just got back from driving our car down to Florida and I returned home to the Northeast uh, on, let's see, late Wednesday. And um, when I got back, there were dozens of projects that needed doing. And okay, most of those didn't really take all that long. But because I had been on the road and off my computer, I had to sort of compress a lot of client sessions into this week, the last half of the week. And okay, that was only, that was actually only about eight extra hours. So that's an excuse. Oh, and and it's the holidays, right? (laughs) A lot of people have that as an excuse right now. Why they can't do something because it's the holidays. Why they have to do something because it's the holidays. Why they don't have any control right now because it's the holidays. And I, you know, I have all the excuses. I have all the rationalizations and it might be a little counterintuitive But, you know, I've said here very often that the obstacle is the way. I'd like to suggest today that our excuses are also an indication, a roadmap, a signpost of where our work is. And if you are, you know, maybe not brave enough, but if you're open enough to really investigate those excuses, you we'll be able to see that those excuses are a great indication, a great way to understand 
what's going on in your brain. I would like to encourage us to think about maybe removing any of the negative, any of the pejorative sense of that word, excuse. Oh, that's just an excuse. Or, oh, she's full of excuses. I'd like us to come up with an excuse or a rationalization. When you find yourself in a situation that's not ideal, I'd like that when you come up with that excuse, um, you not worry about it quite so much. That you, in fact, welcome it as going to be very helpful. Because most of us do not welcome excuses. And I don't know about you, but I don't ever come up with excuses when my work is finished early or when, I, um, uh, when I've got everything lined up and organized and ready to go. I don't make excuses then. And I don't tend to rationalize if everything came out as I had hoped or planned. But when there is that disconnect between the plan and then the outcome or the execution, I find myself with these twin tools <laughs> to reconcile that difference. And they tend to be excuses or rationalizations, slightly different. And, you know, I raised kids. I raised three kids who are all grown parents now. But I raised kids, and for sure, I criticized their excuses. And their excuses for many years were things like, I didn't hear you. Or her things were in my way, or the teacher's wrong, or mean, or confused, fill in the blank. Or their rationalizations that school is dumb, that rule is dumb, sports are dumb, I don't want to be a physicist, I don't want to be a statistician, fill in the blank. And I know for sure that I myself grew up with quite a bit of criticism from my parents and teachers when I had my own excuses. So it's really no wonder that along the way, I and most of us developed this thought, this way of thinking that excuses are kind of a bad thing. That responsible, that effective, mature people never have excuses. But you know, I think it's silly. (laughs) I think it's silly because why? All the responsible, mature, effective people I know, they still come up with excuses sometimes. And sure, it's possible that they may shake those excuses off more quickly, especially in the areas where they have a lot of confidence or experience. It's possible they may recognize those excuses and reframe them almost instantly, especially in areas that they have that confidence, but we all do it. So what I'd like to offer today, this week, while so many of us, me too, are rushing around and interacting with family and trying to create certain outcomes at home and at work and in our wider lives here in the midst of these holidays, I would like to suggest to offer a thought that excuses are no big deal. They're no big deal at all. They're simply an indication of where we have some work to do. And I think excuses are just a completely normal human response when things don't go as hoped or as planned or as visualized. The problem with excuses and 
Thinking of excuses as a bad thing is when we start to think, oh, wait, that's just an excuse. Or when someone kind of calls us on the excuse. And then we have the unenviable choice of either admitting, yeah, yeah, we're doing something kind of wrong. It's just an excuse. Or we can try doubling down on the excuse. We can try doubling down and saying, how dare you? Uh, We can try being outraged that anyone would call our justifiable actions as an excuse. (laughs) And, you know, my favorite excuses are almost always things like busy or my family. Since most people also have similar favorite excuses and they are really unlikely to feel like they can, you know, bust me on those. Oh, oh, you were really busy. Oh, oh, your family called? They needed you? Oh, your husband interrupted and changed the plan? Fill in the blank. Most people, most people will at least the first 42 times accept that as an excuse. And you can maybe deflect for a while. But you know, all of this takes time. Whether you are wrestling the negative energy of feeling an excuse as having done something wrong, or whether you're doubling down on that excuse, it all takes time and emotional energy, both of which could really go towards creating that outcome that you said you initially wanted. And when I'm having one of those shame hangovers about having excuses for what I didn't do on time and what I didn't do correctly, or I could have done it if I had started earlier, or I didn't even get to it all, whatever it is, I'm not in a headspace when I'm full of excuses. I'm not in an energy space to make things work. Or, which I've done, I shame myself into fixing the problem quickly and in a sort of frenzied uh, kind of self-punishing manner. And that is typically a miserable experience. Can you tell that I've had my share of excuses? So what has helped is reminding myself that making excuses It's just an action, a very normal action, a very normal coping mechanism that I take when I'm feeling behind, when I'm feeling a failure, when I'm feeling incompetent or unsupported or overburdened. It's just an action that comes from a feeling. And the minute The minute I notice that action, the minute I notice that I'm coming up with excuses or I'm starting to prepare some excuses in case everything goes pear-shaped, when I catch myself rehearsing the excuse to whoever I'm going to offer that excuse to, I get to just take off those metaphorical judge's robes and I can put on instead my Sherlock Holmes my deer stalker hat, or my private eye trench coat and think, hmm, that is fascinating. I think, I think Mr. Spock on Star Trek used to say that. Hmm, fascinating. Look at me coming up with an excuse right now. Look at me so tempted to spend energy thinking about why I can't do this or have this 
or make this. Fill in the blank. Look at me with this excuse, somehow believing, somehow thinking that an excuse will help me feel better. The excuse will somehow resolve the disconnect between my plan and the actual outcome. Because we tend to think that if something doesn't go right, it's we that aren't right. And that if something goes wrong, it's we who are wrong. And if you're like me, when I'm feeling wrong, my personal, my very personal hit list gets triggered. That hit list that says, you're lazy, you're dumb, you're immature, you're overburdened, you're marginalized, you're uneducated, you're fill in the blank, fill in the blank. And we would really, really, really like to deflect from those thoughts that we've been carrying around about what, what's wrong with us. And when we cling to the excuse, we get a short-term respite from that self-criticism. But if we knew, if we knew that we would never be mean to ourselves, we would never be hateful to ourselves when we didn't finish or when we didn't do things the way we'd planned. My experience is that we would get more done, we would recover from complications more quickly, and we would get our focus and our energy back much more completely. Of course, we have ideas and we make plans. And sometimes human beings don't do a fabulous job estimating the time things will take or when we should start. And what needs to be in place to get that result, that outcome that we want? Sometimes that outcome that we want is to limit or eliminate the consumption of animal products. Sometimes it's uh, something at work. Sometimes it's something at home. Sometimes it's something with a family member or trying on a new, a new role in the family as a parent, as a grandparent, as a spouse. But what happens for so many of us is that we beat ourselves down. We subject ourselves to self-criticism and the recitation of all the many ways that we're letting everyone down. And this is so uncomfortable. This is so unpleasant that we're even more likely to procrastinate. And we're even more likely to avoid starting. Because once You've created this cycle. Once you are in this cycle, if you know you're going to criticize yourself, if you know you're going to harshly judge yourself or feel judged by others when you finish your plan, you're very likely to avoid even starting the project. That is, until enough unpleasant thoughts about not doing it all outweigh all the negative thoughts about doing it and ask me how I know. We all, we all go through this. We've all experienced this in some areas where we put everything off until that adrenaline from the fear of completely messing up overtakes the lethargy of avoidance. And of course, the longer we avoid and put off, the more likely that excuse, that excuse which might take the shape of someone or something, that excuse will come along to tempt us that it wasn't actually us. 
Maybe it was that family member. Maybe it is your job that they're asking too much of you at. Maybe it's the weather. Maybe it's the line at the market, the traffic, the computer that suddenly died, or the dog that ate our homework. So this week, this week, while so many of us are in the middle of maybe exams, if you are in a degree program right now, or maybe you're in the middle of travel plans or shopping for gifts, Maybe there are holiday get-togethers for you. Maybe you're cooking glorious vegan family meals or arguing about them. I don't know. I would like you to keep a little synapse firing in the back of your mind that has the job of noticing when you come up with an excuse. That synapse that is going to tinkle. What what do synapses do? Fire? fire when you're tempted to say why you couldn't do what you said you would or what you said you wanted to do. And by the way, this is why most of us very seldom drop the ball on things we promise to others, but very often don't follow through for ourselves. Because honestly, who's going to know? I won't even need to say an excuse to anyone out loud. So this week, Keep that synapse in your brain firing, firing. It's the job. It has a job of looking for excuses. And when you notice one, when you notice that excuse, give yourself uh, a figural, a literal, maybe a literal high five. Go me. I did it. I did it. I just spotted the elusive excuse in its native habitat, my brain. What is that excuse doing? What is it accomplishing? What is this excuse? Is it one I use all the time? Or is this a new excuse? Is it an excuse that keeps me feeling a little victimy? Is it an excuse that sounds really noble, like, oh, good mothers don't, or wives have to, or professionals always put themselves last if they're good leaders? Is the excuse that I is the excuse that I already have plenty and don't deserve to have any more? I'll be fine. Or is the excuse that creating more will actually take time from someone else or some other area where I'm not meeting expectations right now? Is it an excuse that I'm tempted to double down on? How do I feel when I start to say that excuse out loud? This is what I mean about taking off your judge's robes and putting on the explorer's uniform or or the detective's trench coat and seeing what is actually going on in this excuse. Now, personally, I find bringing my excuses to my coach is usually very uncomfortable. (laughs) Well, sometimes uncomfortable. Bringing my excuses to my coach is actually usually very useful, very fruitful. And it's what I bring up in coaching when I'm not quite sure what to talk about. And if you are interested in trying on life coaching, if you would like to uh, contact me for a support call, but you're not sure how to go about seeing whether coaching is for you, I would challenge you to bring me your favorite excuse, no matter what it's about. 
and a support call, a, uh, you know, some people call it a consultation. Uh, it doesn't have to be about eating plant-based or developing a vegan practice because honestly, all of it is interrelated. All of it. How we show up in our work, in our lives, in our, in our creative pursuits, in our fitness and wellness goals, how we show up in our personal relationships, in our community advocacy, it all percolates through this magnificent brain of yours. And you will notice that working on your compassionate awareness of your thoughts in any area of your life is going to energize all the other parts of you. Now, a common excuse many of us have is that we we have to handle something first, right? We have to handle this financial thing or that home area or deal with such and such a relationship or someone's health issue. We have to do that before we'll have the bandwidth to focus on limiting or eliminating the consumption of animal products. And my darling, darling Veggie Bestie, that's only because you think you have to do it right, right away. And you're, if you're thinking you have to do it right, right away, then the only other option is that you're doing it wrong. And if you do it wrong, of course, you're going to feel awful and judged and you're going to put yourself up for criticism from others or feel isolated, unsupported. It doesn't have to be that way. It really doesn't. But let's jump on a coaching call. Let's find out. Let's do a, uh, let's do a support call with your excuse, whatever topic that is, and see, see what we can learn. Because as really any life coach will tell you, it does not matter where you start. You just need to start. And if you've got an excuse, let's start there. Excuses, that's a great excuse. And it's a great indication of what's going on. So next week, as a, as a, uh, a transition to what's coming up, next week I'm going to tell you some of the things that I have learned this past year that really, uh, that really made a difference for me. And a few months ago, um, I'm remembering this right now, uh, talking about excuses and giving up excuses. A few months ago, I blurted out to my husband, I think I was in the kitchen, that I had never in my life been happier than I am right now. And still, that feeling has been bubbling out more than it doesn't. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure my husband is also pretty sure that it's because of him. And for sure, he is part of it. What I've noticed is that in some years, I have concentrated more on dropping things and giving up certain things and limiting or not continuing with certain tasks. But this year, this year, I really noticed that taking on more was made was what made me really excited, really energized. And I'll talk with you a little bit more about that next week. But I have spent time putting on my detective hat and questioning my stories and excuses. And, you know, for years, a long time, I've had an excuse that I needed more peace, more downtime, more white space in my life. And 
the result of opening up my awareness of where and how I was using that as an excuse, how that was showing up in procrastination, um, that really was a great indicator. I think it's a great excuse because it showed me where my thoughts were um, at odds with what I was capable of. Anyway, if there's something you don't want to wait any longer to change, I would be delighted to show you how life coaching with me works. And uh, after after the new year, I'm opening up my calendar in January to include several several additional client spots. So if you're ready to use these tools in the new year to see how you can live, I think I would describe it as a more compassionate and a more vibrant life. Just email me. It's so easy. You can email me. You can book yourself into my schedule through the, uh, through the link tree, um, in my, in my, uh, episode notes. You can message me on Instagram. So many ways to reach me and we can Just put together, it can be a phone call, it can be a Zoom call, whatever feels most convenient for you. Okay, kids, get out there. Get out there and enjoy noticing those excuses, those great excuses. Because those excuses are really a clue to where relief and change in your life are hiding. And in the meantime, get out there, get out there. Veg Your Best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings. And that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.